92, I'm like, I want to write, because I'm a huge Frank, Frank Sinatra fan. I want to write a book on Frank Sinatra's movies because it's an underappreciated part of his career, right? So I start writing. The, he helps me get a contract with his publisher, McFarland Books. Great. I start writing it. Unfortunately, at this time in my life, in the early 90s, I am a raging um, uh, alcoholic uh, who, uh, while functional at work, was not always responsible in things. And I just kind of stopped. I just let it die on the vine. So I started this manuscript in 1992 for Frank Sinatra's movie career, and I let it go away. And I thought it was gone forever. I go on, I get sober uh, 26 years ago uh, in April. Um, I, I, I move on, I, my career picks back up. I get you know more jobs, I go into PR, all that stuff happens. Well, then I'm in LA, um, I, uh, I, I, I reconnect with uh, another friend of ours from college. Uh, who it turns out she was just a friend at the time. I actually recruited her to come work for the college newspaper when I was editor, and I, I was I, I I so wanted to encourage her when she when I graduated. Um, I gave her my pen at the time. I was a pen snob before I had the money to be a pen snob, so I gave her like this Parker pen to encourage her to be uh, to continue writing. And then I graduated, and for thirty years we didn't touch base. Didn't know I moved on, jumped around every five years or every three years, I would move to a different newspaper. Then I got into PR, worked to focus on the family, all that stuff happened. I'm in Hollywood and um, uh, I, I'm, I'm in a, in a, in a, in a knot, uh, in a, in a, in a, in a diseased marriage. Uh, it's, it, it was, it was, it was, it was dying. Um, uh, and I had, I, I've had this, uh, this, this thing I've done through the years, Angela, um, where I would, I go on social media, I go on Facebook, you know, Hey, I got five minutes. I wonder what Joe who worked at this newspaper with me in Racine, Wisconsin, what Joe's doing, send Joe a message. And Joe's like, wow, great to talk to you. So for whatever this day was, it was February 13th, uh, 2016. I'm living in LA. My marriage is, is falling apart. Um, and I, I think of this, 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 this young lady who, you know, Kelly McKissick, who I, mentored at the at the University of Wisconsin Parkside newspaper in 1985 86 write her a message on uh on Facebook messenger 12 minutes later she writes back oh Gary how you doing what's going on we reconnect we start talking over the course of just messaging each other on uh, on Facebook messenger we realize we're still friends uh this took about like 10 days um, tens of thousands of words exchanged between us. Um, we realized we're still friends and we realized we're more than that. She, uh, was going through a, a, a divorce at the time I was headed toward one, um, all that to, to, to speed that up. I decide I'm going to leave LA. Um, I'm going to move back home to my, uh, to Wisconsin, 26 years away, chasing career stuff. I'm going to bring my business back here to Wisconsin and I'm going to court and then ended up very quickly marrying Kelly. And here's the reason why I did that. Hollywood taught me a very important thing about life. All movies in Hollywood, right? All movies are in three acts. The third act is always where the excitement happens. Yeah, there's a crisis at the beginning, but then here comes the climax 
and the hero wins the day, rides off into the sunset with the girl or boy, depending on who the hero is. And I, um, uh, at the time, I was 51 years old. I'm not very good at numbers. I'm not very good at math. But if you go through, if you, I would think actuarial tables from insurance companies will tell you that about the third act of your life starts about 51 or so. I was like, you know what? it's the third act of my life. I want to, I, I, I want to chase the, 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 the hero's journey. So I moved back home to Wisconsin. Um, uh, I, I married, uh, Kelly in 2017. Uh, we've been married six years ago. It'll be seven in May. And that story all leads up to, and I'll stop. I don't know if you, there's anything you want to say about that story. So I'll stop talking for a second. Good. You know, uh, thank you. Um, but that's when I then was living in the same area as my friend Jim again. And Jim says, you remember that Sinatra book? And I'm like, yeah, I still had the half the manuscript that I wrote. He's like, I can get that back on track. The publisher is the same publisher who I walked away from. Look at that. Uh, I'll write it with you. So I took the half of the manuscript I had, which was not any good anymore because I've learned a few things since I wrote it in 90, in the early 90s. And that's how Frank Sinatra on the big screen got done. Um, we wrote that together and um, that started us. It was such a, we had such a good time. Our friendship was so um, enhanced by it that we're like, let's do more. So, so we then quickly got, that was in 2022 that Sinatra book came out also that year um, came out the James Bond book uh, from Connery to Craig, the James Bond film series, um, which, uh, and then this year the films of Bruce Willis came out. So that Jim and I being back in the same, not the same city, but within 45 minutes of each other, um, we're, uh, Sorry, James L. and I back <laughs> being back together. Um, we've 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 written these books, and it's just been it's just been a joy because it's allowed my. I moved to Hollywood for a reason to market films because I've always loved entertainment, always loved films. As I said earlier on when we were talking, I wrote scripts for fictional TV cops that my twelve-year-old friends and I could act out in our neighborhood. Um, uh, the so being able to write about these things, contribute to film scholarship, contribute to and understanding the Bruce Willis one in particular, he's never been given. He's thought of dismissed a bit as an action hero. He's far more than that. We we really dig into in a film by film study like this, what made him a true artist and an actor. And um, um, that's that's how all of that stuff started. And it's not ending anytime soon because now we're working on the films of Burt Reynolds um, uh, for this for the same publisher, Bear Manor Media. And then after that, we have a contract for Robert Redford movies. And then we've got ideas for three or four more after that. So I'll be doing this until I'm I'm on a walker. <laughs> you know, and like we said earlier, there are certain professions that you can never walk away from, and artist is one of them, and that that encompasses writers. But it still begs the question to me: Why these people? Why did you? I mean, why did you focus on Frank Sinatra when I lived in Palm Springs, California? Modernism and the Rat Pack, and people still talk to Frank like he was going to be sitting down next to him them tomorrow and having a drink. It's like, oh. Yeah. Frank and the whole Rat Pack, it just ne never went away. There are still people who eat, sleep, drink, whatever. Why? Why did you focus on 
Frank Sinatra, why why these artists in particular? I mean, yeah. Bruce Willis doesn't when people talk about writing books, I they say Orson Welles, they go with, you know, I don't know, Gary Cooper, they keep right. up with these, you know, marquee type stars, not action figure. And Frank Sinatra certainly had his had a career that spanned not just movies, but obviously music right. and obviously his women and you know, his lifestyle right. and all. But how, how do you find these people? I mean, why them? Yeah, I mean, Sinatra came to me, as I said, in the early 90s. And the reason why is because I was a fan and I watched some of it and I watched many of his movies and I noticed something interesting about him. Um, his first movies, he was very much um, typecast. He was skinny boy singer. He was in a lot of, he was in a couple of movies, three altogether with Gene Kelly, where he played kind of the shy or around girls, which is really funny based on what you just said about Sinatra and his women. Gene Kelly was the, was the ladies man who was kind of confident. Frank was, was this, this very kind of almost childlike waif uh, in those movies. And then when the fifties hit his, his, his juiciest creative period, he broke into what, you know, I would call, musically his hat ears right he gets that kind of ring-a-ding-ding personality where he he makes right he wins an oscar um which puts him back on the map after a series of 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 not very good movies in the 40s he wins an oscar in from here to eternity and in the in the 50s he plays a series of of really really consequential dramatic roles the man with the golden arm pal joey um uh you know across genre musical drama comedy he does all those things in the 50s and he you know into the early 60s where he does the manchurian candidate great job i mean really proves that he can act proves that he what what hollywood the box hollywood put him in when he got to hollywood wasn't a box that he needed to be put in and he wasn't going to be in it anymore so he broke out of it and then i noticed a fascinating thing happened around the mid to late 60s he just stopped trying to prove it right he played of, of his last and my numbers aren't perfect here because uh, my memory will fade but of the last 10 movies he made seven or eight of them he played private eyes or cops he he played one in in 1966 i believe the detective connected to bruce willis i can tell that story at some point too um uh and then he just he he liked that persona and he liked having fun with his friends and he could carry it well and he didn't have to try too hard. His performances were good, but he didn't stretch himself. It was like he fought typecasting tooth and nail, breaks out of it, proves his point, and then typecasts himself. That is an arc for a guy who calls himself, who has been called the chairman of the board, right? That is an impressive film arc. We wanted to, I wanted to capture that in the book and we did do that in the book. So that was why he was exciting to me beginning wise. And that's why the book I think is, is very interesting as it approaches his film career. Cause it's right. I'll be a cliche. He did it his way for sure. He definitely did. And I think to your point, those last few movies, I think it was more like, I have nothing to prove. I'm just going to have fun. Right. And, and there's right. a big difference. It, a long time ago, a long time ago, um, I was modeling. And and you took the job because you had to pay your rent. Right. And you had to do all these things. And then when you get, when I hit to about 50 and I went back to it, I'm like, 
yeah, I don't feel like it today. And, and it yeah. was a whole different take. You did it because it was fun. If it's not fun, I don't want to do it. And it's kind of like doing this. I'm, I love doing these podcasts and I loved having this show, Colliding Worlds, because it was fun to me. But there's also some work that had to be involved with it. So before the interview with you, I had to read. I didn't have to. I chose to read. I'm like, had to. Oh, no, it was horror. <laughs> I read, I read Bite the Dog. And I, I smiled all the way through it and giggled in parts of it. I read the Sinatra book. And I read the Bruce Willis book. And I will say I did this all over the course of, uh, what, two two weeks or so, two and a half weeks. Wow. Um, these are not thin little books. I mean, no. they're fairly thick. That one's 550 pages, Bruce. I Willis. know. It weighs, weighs 2.01 pounds. It weighs almost <laughs> as much as one of my dogs. Um, <laughs> but what I found about it, about both of the books, that you just kept going. Mm -hmm. And it made you stop and think. And it's not just about a movie career. It's not just going dissecting like the hundred best movies that, you know, American film says you should watch. It, it was interesting because it, it gave you something more about who these people were. I mean, you, you fall for a persona, you fall for the, the PR that comes with, you know, right. when you think of Frank Sinatra, um, you, but it got you something more because they had something to prove this was a career and some people think actors are just, you know, they're going to give them a script. They're going to push them out in front there. They're going to read it and then they're right. gone, but there's more to it than that. And, and to me, it was really interesting. And then the Bruce Willis book was interesting in, in its own way, because there's a lot of talk about Bruce Willis now. I mean, he, right. he, he hit the screen relatively late in life, as they say, for an actor. And he went from the small screen to the big screen, which again is, oh my gosh, how can you do that? David Caruso flopped at it. Um, but a lot he, of people he, did, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and he, it, but, but he succeeded. Um, but he got typecast. I mean, I, I was just at Graceland not too long ago. And you know Elvis Presley with the, with his movies, how as many as he did, the typecasting and what it was and the formulaic part of it, it, it kind of got lost in, in really what he was trying to do. With Bruce Willis, now you went through it again in five hundred and some odd pages, painstakingly following this career. Um, did you feel writing this book, knowing now the, the health concerns that Bruce Willis has, that it was a now or never kind of book to write? Yeah, I mean, we uh, one thing about these books is that, um, and the Jim started writing them, but people from the silent era, so they weren't around anymore. So you can write a complete book in a actual physical book copy when someone either has retired, passed away. Um, so Sinatra, obviously, he was passed away. Um, the Bond book, very interestingly, from our perspective, we we argue in the book that it's a self the 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 Bond films from Sean Connery, 1962, to Daniel Craig um, in in No Time to Die, is its own self-contained cinematic universe. Um, that they will they will create more Bonds, but there's there's a through line we argue, and I think we do it very compellingly in the in that book that there's there's it's the same cinematic universe because there's some of the same characters, there's there's some of the same. 
you know, there's references to actors who played those characters. There, there's something that held it all together, a narrative through line, if you will, through all all six of those actors who played James Bond over those 60 years. Um, so that was how that one came about. And then with, with Willis, it was when he was diagnosed with his uh, that unfortunate diagnosis of first aphasia and then uh, frontotemporal uh, dementia that we realized, sadly, since he's retired, we can we can be the first and no one's ever written. This is the first book on his films and the way that that the structure works. It's movie by movie. So correct. It's 550 pages. This one. But you don't have to sit down in one shot if you're not going to interview me on a podcast and read it all, right? I would you recommend can... reading it, though. I mean, it's 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 very interesting, and I'm not not because you're on the show because right. I don't have to be nice to you if I don't feel like it. Right. <laughs> no, I actually found the the two that I've read. I really enjoyed them because it gave me something about the person that I didn't really right. know. Um, I in and out of this business and i know people who are actors and artists and art you know whatever and i know that the what i see on on the screen or what i see on tv or what i hear with their music isn't totally who they are they are there's one there's many more things to them um there's always a myth that comes around them frank sinatra had the myth um bruce willis I think Bruce Willis just was interesting in that I think he just continued to poke fun at himself. Yep. You know, he, he saw how people viewed him and he used that, spun it into his favor. But these are kind of, these are, the detail is, is really remarkable. I am looking forward to reading the, the Bond book now um, for many reasons. One of them, I've actually been in one of the houses that they filmed in, and I know one of the Bond villain girls, but there's a whole there's a whole different perspective when you start writing these things film by film because you you, you drew an arc right, that start exactly. to finish now thank you for noticing that yes no the thing like I say the thing with the Bruce the Bruce Willis book is the latest book of yours to be published but it's very timely just given his circumstance right. did you did you feel when you were writing this knowing what his illness was like that it was sensationalizing something or invading someone's privacy with it or th th was that not a factor no i mean we uh, you know we were certainly s cognizant of the fact that p that some folks could could make that that uh that argument what we really tried to do was to give him his due as an artist i've been a fan of bruce willis for you know since going back to when he started on moonlighting and I, you know, there's a reason why I'm sitting here with this football helmet on my desk. Um, uh, this is uh, not a real football team, the L.A. Stallions, which is the name of uh, a football team in his movie, The Last Boy Scout, which was one of my favorite Bruce Willis movies from the from the 90s. And love the Die Hard movies. I will argue, uh, I'll, I'll take an, an entire other podcast to argue it is indeed a Christmas movie. Yes, uh, it is. But, but, <laughs> I like but, it better than National Lampoon, so there. It, Amen. Amen. But but we really didn't consider that we would be pigeonholed as 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 a quick hit trying to make money off of his tragedy. But we wanted to to really look at him as an artist. And here's the thing about Bruce Willis that we realized, even me as a fan realized as I went through this and we researched this book, Hollywood didn't really love Bruce Willis for some of the reasons that you mentioned. He was in the 80s. Right. Huge star on Moonlighting. He does the jump over to films. And at that time, 
there weren't that many folks who'd done that successfully. Tom Selleck flopped in movies. Shelley Long from Cheers flopped in movies. Um, 